So he, he grabbed me by the neck just before he died. Oh, yeah. And he said, never volunteer for anything. No. And never trust a man with two first names. And I'm sure yep. we're not going to discuss anything about that in tonight's podcast. Welcome to I Leads Therefore I Am. Um, you all right, sorry? You all right, Stu? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I, th- I think this is a, a, a kind of special um, special podcast today. It's a... I think what in 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 what sense of the word special? Um, I I, I want to call it a wedding special. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I went there. I went there. Now, tell me more. Tell me more. A wedding special. So, um, the, the third appendage of mm. this podcast, Young Jim, the third ball. Yep, yeah. got um got married this weekend. And That's you know, you, you know what? I'm, I'm going to make a confession right now. Um, yeah. When the nuptials were occurring, mm. um, I looked over. And um, I got a little bit teary. Did you? I did because I was I was looking I was I was looking at him and you know he scrubbed yeah. up pretty well. Yeah. yeah, and, I, yeah. I, and I looked at her and I thought, just you know, became a little bit breathless and you know the missus mm. kind of like looked at me like you know all doe eyed and stuff and I thought and, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. and I looked I looked at her and I thought look at Sarah, she could do so much better. <laughs> she, could do, she could do so much better than him, but you know you know the she pun- settled. Just yeah, big time. And um, well, I mean, I would as, have as, got as, a little as bit your wife has, and, and definitely yeah, my yeah, wife. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, I would have. Um, like that. I would have got a bit. Uh, we can't say that these days, mate. What's that? Can't say that these days. Okay, no, no, free speech, mate. PC in it. Um, but what I was, what I was, um, <laughs> I, I would be um, uh, have been in that same situation, except mm. um, I wasn't invited. I've known James for ten years. And um, Great. I, I petitioned him. Bully for you, mate. I'm not sure this is marriage language, to be honest. Why don't you? Why don't, why don't you marry each other? Um, Let's just talk about Leeds. I am livid. No, I'm not really. He sent me a lovely message. I've no. only known him really for for a little while. Yeah. Absolutely delighted for the both of them. But absolutely delighted. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I don't think I'd want you railing at the back of my uh, of the first day of my marriage, like shouting about the price of tonic or whatever it is that yeah, you get up to. Yeah, absolutely. Where's the free bar? Where's the free bar? There was a free bar actually. I was delighted. Was I went there? up. I got I got my wallet out and I was like, oh, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do. And then yeah, yeah. And then the woman behind the bar said, you don't have to pay for this. Big question mm. about the bar: Were they serving Coke Zero or Pepsi Max? Um. Diet Coke. Absolute deviance. I'm glad they didn't turn up. So listen, um, so this is this is dedicated to um, to young Jim. Young Jim. Oh, bless him. The thing is, I stood there watching and I thought to myself, other than, you know, he is, he's lucky here because it, what can I say about Jim? He, you know what he looks like to me? Um, it looks like a disheveled Clark Kent does Jim. Doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew you were going there somehow. I so I, obviously, instinct, instinctively, I agree with you. He does look like a disheveled Clark Kent, but that's still a compliment. It is, yeah. Because I, because <clears> I, I look like a I look like a disheveled sloth from the Goonies. You know, you look like the Penguin. That's what. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. Because he had char- he had charisma. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. um, no, 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 no. Um, right. Let's get back to football. Let's get back to football. We, we, we've yeah. done that. We've done. Well, well done, Jim. Well done. Well done. You you can have someone um knocking around that's gonna. 
see you. You know what? That was that was as stilted as when we used to have sponsors. It's like, <laughs> oh, let's let's thank Jim. Just like we used to be like, oh, thank you to these sponsors oh. who have given us these things. Yeah. You know? Well, there's two things to say about that. There's two more things I want to say about Jim before before we move on. The first one is in to, when, to actual football. In, yeah. re- in reference to our sponsors, Jim famously um, got in touch with us after Manscaped. Um, became our, our um, sponsor and told us that he'd basically shredded his loins. To, um, <laughs> yeah, so, so his yeah. marriage was moot, to be honest. His, his marriage was pointless. That's why they pushed it back. It wasn't COVID. <laughs> yeah. It's the fact that he basically castrated yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. stitching's just come out. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of which... He's like a your, Ken doll down there. How's your loins? Yeah, they're absolutely fine. Um, fit, I fit, had, um, fit to fiddle with. I, I had... Um, look, I tell you, I've, I've been showering... Um, up until this point, oh, that's lovely. After the the that's small a new, operation, that's a new thing, yeah. but um, you you are a man who likes a bath. You like to slip around in the like tub. Nero. Um, this morning, I actually had a bath for the first time, mm. and um, with quite what would, Did I would the water describe as um, <laughs> a, a harsh mineral mix. Okay. So I thought, in for a penny, in for a pound. Mm. If it's going to hurt, I might as well go in with a harsher mineral mix, a, mm. a scrub, you could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and everything was hunky dory, so okay, uh, it looks lovely. like the uh, no more little me's running around, and I'm uh, back in action again. So uh, yeah, I do not recommend that um, procedure to anybody. It is the most horrendous thing ever. But uh, yeah, no. You're, the, thanks but, for asking. The, Stu. Pro- the problem is the procedure you're talking about is intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> I won't recommend that to anyone with you either. So listen, the second thing I want to say is this. Is that Jim is such a you're, you're peppy, you're peppy tonight. I'm a little bit peppy. You're on it. Um, there's a few, there's a few motifs and a few um, kind of like lingering kind of um, you know uh, themes around weddings, which, which I find fascinating as an onlooker. I'm actually quite an awkward person, as you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't know anyone else there, um, but um, there, there, there's a couple of things I just I I crave and I look forward to. You know. The, the speeches, the wedding speeches. Yeah. I just absolutely love it because it's just that mixture of people, 98% of people in, in life never speak in front of a crowd. And so yeah. the, it's that yeah. first thing and it's six yeah. months waiting. you know. And I spoke to um, the father of the bride and he said that he'd been working on it for like the last 30 days, every single day, like memorising it, memorising it. Um, oh no. Stuff like that. no. But what was great was that... Jim has an appropriacy level of basically um, a squash frog. And so yeah. when you're just knocking around with him, he'll tell you the most embarrassing stories ever. And then he'll look at you gone out when you're like saying, I can't believe you're saying that. So he started yeah. he started his uh, speech by saying that he thanked everyone and the rest of it. It was great. And then he started telling this anecdote, which I couldn't believe he was telling it, which was the first time he met his now wife. Now, first time he met her, she would have been in her early to mid twenties. Um, she's quite slight, young-looking, you know, vibrant, energetic young lady, and all, <laughs> the, all the things we are not. No, yeah, exactly, the complete antithesis of us. But he told me in his kitchen, like, oh, when I first met her, I thought she was like a forty-year-old woman. What? Yeah, I was, I was, I, I, I tried to wonder why he would say that as well because she was standing right behind him, and um, and I said, oh, that's just yeah, and I don't know what it was. I think it's like trick of the light or like he just saw her or whatever. He also told an absolutely cracking story about slapping their mum's ass as well, which was fantastic. But yeah. um, 
he told that anecdote again on his wedding day. On his wedding day? Oh, mate. He's he's taken a rifle to his foot there, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. And he'll be carrying that. But no, he, 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 he was, it was a lovely day. And, and he, I just thought it was great. And his speech was really funny. He got more, he definitely got more laughs than we would have got. He he got a laugh well, about we, every we, 45 we, seconds. We, we get anti laughs, don't we? And and actually, we, we got we, we, we laugh, anger get off the stage type of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, ours is that kind of like laughter that you have when it's the it's the nihilistic <sighs> laughter of a man about to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's the only laughter we get. The laughter we um, get is is I may as well laugh now because in a minute I hope that that saucepan smashes him across the face type of thing. It's that kind of laughter. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I've noticed as well, and and from the the almost visceral responses that we get from the few people that actually listen. Um, you know that you know gurgling like you've just slurped inside <laughs> like the, the actual response they have is that sort of that mad laughing and crying that's interchangeable i had that when i when we got relegated um yeah. I, I just sort of went went for a bit of a, a a drive just sort of laughing and and crying at the same time and and just sort of drooling and just like <laughs> all of that <laughs> yeah um now we're talking about um, football. We're nine minutes into a podcast about football. It's so um, unprofessional, isn't yeah. it? It's just a well, disgrace. What does, we, what does professional even mean, really, when you think about it? If you, it means you, you really think about what it, you're doing. So, if, yeah, if you yeah. think about it, what, if you really, really think about it, what does professional yeah, mean? Yeah. If you're being honest, if you're really being honest with yourself, if you're thinking about it, yeah, what does it really mean? I'm thinking. You know, if you're well, thinking think about it, if you're being honest with yourself, what does it really mean if you're thinking about it? No, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, well, no, I mean, but it depends on how honest I need to be about it. Not this. We're now 10 minutes in. Let's talk about Burnley, or not, as the case may be. Oh, actually, professionalism, relegation, and and the frustration that the listener is feeling right now are probably all things that are related to that absolute stain of a place. I'm yeah. going to start off with this. Stain of a place. Nobody goes to Burnley. Literally nobody goes to Burnley. Like, so have a look at like places that nobody goes to. So let's take Leicester for an example. The armpit of the Midlands. Even Leicester has the National Space Centre. You know, Leicester has. Armpit. You know, a f- you know, it, it's it's just. A, but there's there's a reason. There is at least one reason to go there. Coventry mm. has the Transport Museum. There's a reason <laughs> to go there. There it's is literally a, um, no reason to go to Burnley. There's Co- no Coventry's reason to go got, to Burnley. Um, Coventry was bombed in the Blitz, wasn't it? It's got a good. It's got. It's got a. Um... You've got maudlin again. <laughs> no, you brought me right tonight, down. Mate. You brought me Flip right it. down. Yeah. Well, no, you brought yourself down. Like chipper, and then you give it large, and then. Oh. But yeah, what but is you, being professional? What is being professional? What is being professional? What is being professional? It's not talking about the blitz, mate. It on has a football a podcast. Huge, um... It's supposed to be a light-hearted look into philosophy and football, where we almost completely ignore philosophy and spend a lot of our time ignoring football. Yeah. But anyway, the blitz. I'll tell you where the blitz should have happened. <laughs> Burnley. Yeah. No, there's nothing there. It's a blitz. What are you going to blitz? Like people that and are brothers, sisters and husbands and wives at the same time. Their club, their club reflects the nothing place that they are. In that, like, I actually think Sean Dyke is an absolute genius. You're going for no Dyke, reason, are you? You're going for Dyke as no opposed re- to Dyche. I, um, I, I, I can't... I can see him in a dress. Dyche... Dyche has the element of the Dutch. Like um, our friend used the statistical philosopher. Um, <laughs> I think he would be friends with someone called Dyche. It's like, oh, yeah, we're just nipping down to the pub um, in Holland. Oh, yeah. are you? who are you meeting? Oh, Juiced and um, Dyche. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, um, no, Dyke. I'm going with Dyke because it, it's it's evocative. But also, I, I he looks like, like those geezers off of the bounty advert when they're on, when they're in dresses, doesn't he? <laughs> He sounds like a lot. <laughs> hey, 
<laughs> and what he also does, he, he makes his players play. Oh, hang on a minute, went there. Went like, there. Like, he likes I've, it. Um, I've, I've got him on the phone now. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. Let, let Are you going to throw some questions me, over to him? Let me, just pa- let me just pass him through. Let me just pass him through. Hi, Sean. Um, can I call you Sean? Is that okay? You can call me whatever you want to call me. My mother called me a stain on her thighs. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so, um, can you just briefly sum up your um, your uh, tactics against Leeds United? I'll tell you what. My <laughs> tactics reflect the way I live my life. It's battering. It's, it's barnstorming. It, it's painful. Mm. It's hard. Yeah. It's, it's hard working. I'll tell you this. It's honest. <laughs> it's graft. It's graft, mate. I tell you what it is. It's going down the ironmongers and saying, I want that iron, but it's too thin for me. I want thicker iron, but the way I'm going to make it thick is I'm going to headbutt it <laughs> with my head. And yet still, yet still, I'm going to have a fancy little bit of a goatee on the side because I'm not classless. Thank I'm dyke. Thank, thank you very much. Um, just one more thing before you go. Um, just as your players leave the changing room and they're going out to um to, to kick the ball and, and you know play the beautiful game of, uh, of football, what's what's the, <clears throat> the the prevailing sentiment that you you offer them just before they leave the changing room? I say no word to them, but I do the same to every single one. I grab them, grab them by the balls at the front, <laughs> and I, and I hold them on the buttocks at the back, and I just stare at them. Eye to eye, ball to ball, for five seconds, and then they're ready to go. I've said everything I need to say, because I'm Sean Dyke. Thank you very much, Sean. It's lovely to hear from you. Thank you very much. Anyway, ta-ta. <laughs> si, are you back in the room, mate? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, I had to just nip no, out on. to the toilet right, okay, let's, um, Yeah, thanks very much. Well, I had him on. <laughs> I got what I thought I would, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, Eric so, fella, is he? Um, I tell you what, I've always been um, slightly fascinated by a sort of a down to earth sort of, you know, man of the people, grafty style, mm. um, anti footballer like Dyke, sporting a goatee. Bit of a surprise to me. Um, I wonder if he I references think, that himself at all at any point. I, I do see him as, as, as a man, a cerebral man, a man of science. And when I say the man of science, what I mean is um, like a bit of a throwback to, um, to, to how we used to be sort of 50, 60, 70,000 years ago. Um, and that's and, and he employs people in, in, the, in practically the same way. Um, um, he's is ah oh, flipping it. it. It's no. Right, can I just so inter- can, 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 we, can we have to... no stop stop stop? Because actually, one point of difference that you and I have is it. Go on. I guess I begrudgingly respect the job that Burnley have done in the past five years or so. Mm. Um, you were actually until well, probably until yesterday, you were a fan of Burnley and how they go about their business. I can feel two things at the same time. And the two <laughs> things are diametrically well, opposed. <laughs> no, I ain't got them anymore. Remember, I had no. them chopped off. Yeah. Um, they're diametrically opposed. I have not just a grudging respect for his absence. What's that sound? Um, not just a grudging respect. Oh, you're gulping, gulping, but you're gulping it down as if you were like, you, you were an elephant that hadn't seen a water hole for about... You know, a year. I'm a proper bloke. Um, Every cup in my house that's mine is about three liters in size. Oh yeah, yeah and so yeah, I just, yeah. I just, what I do is I open my mouth and just breathe in the liquid. <laughs> it's 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 why I can I, I live three villages over from you. I can hear when you go to the toilet. Yeah, 
it registers on the Richter scale. Um, but I've got this grudging respect, more than begrudging respect. It's like there is there is no reason why Burnley, playing the sort of football they're playing, should remain in the Premiership, and yet they do, and yet they will. And then on the flip side to it, I absolutely hate it. And it feels like the FA have almost kowtowed to them and their style of football. And I normally get a bit cross with Jurgen Klopp when he seems like he's whining, particularly when they've won as well. It's like, oh, boo-hoo, we only won by two. It's like, and, and, and when, he, when he said that they were taking football back about 20 years, but they are. It was an absolutely disgusting performance encapsulated by Ashley Barnes, who looks like he's just, you know, you know the scene in the two towers of Lord of the Rings where the the awful orc sort of half creature, half monsters are, are being birthed out of the mud and the slop and the filth. Like Ashley Barnes could have been an extra and they wouldn't have had to put any makeup on him. And the way that he just played, he should be off. It, so I feel two things. I'm at once disgusted, but also in awe. But also in awe of my own disgust, <laughs> and then disgusted at how in awe I am of my disgust. In awe of your awe, and then disgusted by your disgust. Okay, um, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm in listen. a sort of existential spiral, mate. That's quite general, but um, and and general is our kind of like you know that's our yeah frothy frothy yeah yeah. Um, talk talk to me talk to me about how the game went, and uh, I'll say a little bit as well. Uh, yeah, I I, I feel. I feel disappointed, and, and and you know what? We reference it all the time on here about how this divisiveness and polarized nature of the Leeds United fan base. If you say I'm excited by Leeds United, you get shot down. If you get yeah. say I'm disappointed, you get shot down. If you do a yeah. mixture of the two, then you're not Leeds anymore, and all the other stuff that comes with it. I'm just going to put it out there as as a Leeds United fan, and and how I feel about it. I feel disappointed with the start of the season, and I'll tell you why. Um. I still definitely feel that we have a couple of areas of weakness on the pitch and we'll come yeah. to in a second some players last season that did particularly well that we're three games in, granted, yeah, yeah. but looking a little bit weak and, and perhaps almost like... <laughs> leaden, leaden-footed. Yeah, and, and the ability to move on has almost, I think, maybe weighed them down a little bit to carry on okay. with your imagery. Um, yeah. I feel disappointed in a couple of things. I feel disappointed that we've not been... I wanted to bring in players for 12, 14, 16 million quid. That, you know, as as an amateur football supporter that I am, um, you know, I support Leeds United like with the whole of my heart, but I'm not one of these that... I couldn't tell you who's playing in the second division in, in, in Holland that's good. You know, I'm not, I'm not that guy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I wanted to bring in... I wanted us to bring in people that... Where I go, oh, I don't know who they are, and people just go, "Well, that's be able to just leave it, just leave it, just leave it." Yeah, we, we've yeah. we've not done that. We've not done that. No. Um, and <clears throat> I just feel like it's a bit flat, and I want to believe it's flat. And actually, I'm, I'm I think that's a bit of a backhanded compliment because flatness yeah. alludes yeah. to the idea that we'll get our stuff uh, together and we'll crack uh, uh, on. Yeah, as yeah. opposed uh, to we, feeling overwhelmed because of the quality that's around us. We're still, we're, st- we're still at that point, aren't we? Like, where it's, is, is this going to be the recipe for the rest of the season? Or is it that we've just not stepped into the aggressive, bouncy style that we're used to yet? We've just not got up to speed again. We, we, my worry and my concern is that the, the core of the team who are turning 
who have turned out so far are people who know what it's like to play under Bielsa and to play his system. Mm-hmm. And it, it just seems like, although I, I think the, the, the one positive that I would say is, um, uh, I don't, I don't. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. Mate, sorry. No, 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 you make me gassy. That's a good thing. It's, it's, oh, you, right, it's okay. you, it's you, Dickie Dawkins, yeah. Noam Chomsky. When you lot talk, yeah, yeah. I get gassy. Go on. Oh, right, okay. You become effluvent. Yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. Um, but I, I, one of the things I, I, I think is that we're not doing the things that we were doing last season well, but we're trying to do them. There was a point, I, so, there was a point at the weekend where we couldn't string a pass together. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, but that's it, just, also, it got me downhearted. I was like, "What?" Is but it's also, it's also like I think partly the complete anti-football that Burnley decided to employ and play, and like it—they it, set out to completely nullify us. Like, does it bother and, and you? And that was does their it whole you? raison d'être. Does it bother you that a, a team of very average players with thuggish tactics can destroy our game plan so easily? Um. Could yeah, they do the same against be... Chelsea and Man City and the rest of it? Is, is what I'm asking. No, no, because they're they're like. Do you remember in one of our early podcasts we were talking? Oh yeah, about... I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, it was a great one, wasn't it? <laughs> when we were in um, the studio behind the curtain, um, where we were being dripped upon, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the lights kept turning off when we were in pitch darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, at least it wasn't the toilet studio where you could genuinely hear the flush <laughs> every twenty minutes of, of some some person. We'll look um, back at that then... one day. We'll look back at that one day and say, "What the fuck were we doing?" <laughs> We'll look back and think that was comparative luxury to where we are now. Um, but what 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 I said in that was like you look at your Liverpools and people like that who are who are almost playing the style of football that we're we're building towards, but they're like they're ten, fifteen, maybe twenty years ahead of us because they never fallen down the pecking to order down to League One. We're <laughs> rebuilding, and so you know there's there's that element. It does worry me though that a team as a bang average. And as as hateful, frankly speaking, as Burnley <laughs> were able to almost like I actually think they they also won the psychological battle. Um, I've got to say there are a few players. That, let's not get too modern. There are a few players for me that really shone and almost relished in the battle. Okay, that will come in um, a second. That will come in a second. Um, keep, keep keep talking about this idea of of I think at the fortieth minute, thirty between thirtieth and fortieth minute, yeah. they well and truly got behind us uh, in terms of our like, yeah. like mentally, and we yeah. were well. They Cal- got behind, Calvin makes me got behind a number of our players. Yeah, yeah Cal- Calvin actually, was there. I, if there was anybody going to get a red, it was him. He was going in. Yeah, but it. he didn't shrink. He didn't shrink. And that's the thing. Like, yes, we want him to, to, to be that disciplined, zen-like figure in the centre. But there's two ways you can go if you're rattled. Mm. And, and I think pretty much everybody in the team was rattled. There's two ways you can go. You can you can go the way of like just go into yourself and become slow of thought and a bit of a rabbit in the headlights yeah. and almost try to hide on the pitch. Or you can go the other way and, and take the fight a little bit too much, fight fire with fire. And, and, and Calvin, you know, he walked the tightrope a little bit, not as much as half of their players, to be honest, but he walked that tightrope for a little bit. What really concerned me, though, is that some of our players just seemed really lightweight. Like yeah. really lightweight mentally and physically. Yeah. Like, and and it was like, what's going on here? This this is this is mad. And like Burnley don't play mind games. What they do is a really simple thing that that team on a Sunday that you play against that you absolutely hate oh God, in yeah. the lowest divisions ever on a bog ankles. of a pitch. Yeah. They stamp down your ankles, and the moment you look at them, they go down, uh, crying for Mary, Peter, and Joseph. <laughs> to come and save them and intercede on their behalf because they can see the pearly gates at the end of the pitch. And it's like, just, yeah, they're going to con the referee. 
yes, they're going to be elbowing you when they think the referee's not looking. And yes, they're going to take full advantage of the fact that the FA have seen to say, go ahead, do it. And that VAR this season is even more a mess in some ways to last season because we just don't know what the heck's going on. Oh, They're seeming I don't to know. crack down on certain <laughs> things and then just let other things completely go. It's like, oh, no, I'm not going to check that one in the background. Well, what was interesting, like, when you watched it on Match of the Day and they did that thing, where they, they did this like, little counter thing where they were like, and there's one foul and two fouls and three fouls and four fouls and then like, and then that was from Burnley. And then yeah. Cameron, Cameron Phillips went in and absolutely ploughed someone. They're like, and then look, and Leeds kind of did it as well. So it kind of worked out. And I was like, no, what? No, no one knows the VAR. No one knows what VAR means anymore. The, the, the VAR doesn't. I don't understand it. There were penalties this weekend that weren't penalties. There were. Um, yeah, the there are people buying wages. Um, yeah, there are people in that in the VAR system that are buying wages. Like yeah, yeah. as an absolute, they're having a great time. Because what they've got is basically zero accountability. They know everybody hates the system already. And so they can basically work with absolute impunity. Mm. Barnes should have been off. Yeah. Um, Tarkovsky should have been off. Yeah. I don't understand, um, though. Like, <laughs> what I don't understand is that these, you know, and, and then you see the Pogba thing. Yeah, yes, yeah. yesterday. Yeah. He, where he's, he goes he's, in he's, over the ball and he quite yeah. clearly clatters the shin of Neves. And okay, Neves, I, I think it was Neves, he doesn't do himself any favours. He kind of looks at the referee, looks at Pogba and then falls over and whatnot. It doesn't matter what his reaction is. The fact no. is, studs up, is off straight away. That's, that's, what, that's what we all agreed. And so this, like, this, this, is, this weekend with Leeds and Manchester United and a couple of other um, examples as well. Um, we're not going to talk about Chelsea, but I, I, don't, I don't know what to make of that. You know, it's no. 50-50. But it's, it means next weekend, well, not next weekend, but when the football comes back after the international break, it, it means it's... It's fair game again. Like, let's just see what the yeah. rules are this week, and that does my head in because last 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 season was torturous. Last season was, we might we might score two goals more than the other team, but still not win. And like, it, at least it's not that. But at the end of the day, like big decisions, you know, I, they, I, they don't they don't realize the philosophical and and oh. almost almost spiritual effect. <laughs> I would say that basically, like. Let's let's just, we, we've looked at previously that, that football for for many is a religion. It it, full, it has all the hallmarks of a religion. Okay, yeah. and it's so got all, it's got all the dirty pants what's, of religion. What's yeah 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 yeah, yeah. The scandals the, yeah. the the money <laughs> the, the 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 clothing <laughs> the the rituals. Um, but you know all of those things like um um. But what's our holy what's our what's our holy book? And actually, what our holy book has to oh, be is is the rules. And 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 actually, our holy book at the moment we're, we're Mormons, mate, because we had the Bible, we had the Bible, and then some nutter has sat under Can a tree and seen an angel come, and that's VAR, and like, and they've said this is the way it is now. I, I know, I know, football over long periods of time has been a bit up and down. Like we're Leeds United for Christ's sake. I mean, the seventies, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We, there was not too much yeah there was a lot of dodgy stuff happening there but the thing is like at least it went decade by decade when I think about 90s football I, I don't oh, apart yeah. from Eric Cantona like absolutely like and everything remembering someone in in the crowd yeah. you know it's at least there was some form of coherence yeah. and there like no a parameter coherence. where you go okay that might have been a bit harsh but I can see why someone would think that's a red card or mm. okay he's kind of bought it a little bit but 
that player shouldn't have done that, so that was a penalty. Yeah. Whereas now we're looking at stuff; it's just being pulled back, like a penalty. But, but that's our. That's, what? I, I, but this is the thing. Like we, uh, I did you think see, see the Craig... Norwich game, the Leicester Norwich game? Yeah, yeah. Did what did you think it, of the Cantwell thing? Well, I, because, but because I honestly don't, Fark I honestly came don't out know and what... said something brilliant about it. He said, "If Todd Cantwell wasn't anywhere near the box, if he was on yeah. the halfway line, yeah, exactly, Michael still would not have saved the the, the, the header." Yeah, and, so, and it, it's. But 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 I don't know what to make of it because Mm. we're beholden to our holy book of set of rules, which has been amended and amended and twisted and go. And what we're doing is we're credulous initially. The reason those decades passed is yeah there were controversies like and 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 bits and bobs here and there. But you're right, there was a coherence, and it was like we sort of bought into this sort of collective groupthink of it's okay because everything will all even out eventually. We've had some bad referee calls in this game, but later on in the season, good ones, and so for all of that sort of thing. With this sort of VAR and we're tinkering, what you're seeing is we're becoming incredulous. And so you're almost seeing the rise of new atheism when it comes to football, where actually we're not buying into the religion of it anymore because we're like, what the hell is this mess that the Mm. Wizard of Oz behind the curtain is trying to orchestrate? It's just insane. But people are coming across the aisle and saying, you know, I'm famously friends with a a Manchester United supporter, you know. And yeah, I know, but he's he's a good lad. And whatnot, oh, he's but, all right, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Ross, yeah. But he he messaged me today and said uh, that was a sending off of, of Pogba and, you know, it shouldn't, shouldn't have really been a goal. And he knows it. And, and he's, he's not he's glorifying coming, in but that. But like I say, like he's kind of like, he's a hand across the aisle, isn't it? And he's kind of going, but yeah. and then the attitude is like, well, well, we've got the three points, so it's academic. No, no point discussing it. No point discussing yeah. it because it's finished, yeah, it's done, I, it's over. And it's not going to change. The, thing, the point is, in the past, when things have been discussed in football, whether it's the amount of substitutes that you have or, or, or anything like that, there is mm. a distinct mm. um, kind of feeling that something might change through discussion. And, and, yeah. and it, it could be as far-reaching as, like, it's not acceptable to be racist in the stands or yeah. women have a game as well and that yeah. needs to be recognised, all the way down to the minutiae of bits and bobs. But there's that feeling that if you discuss, there might be a change in the future. But now I have got a feeling that that's finished. Like it doesn't. We can we yeah, can talk about it till yeah. the cows come home. Put professionals, people that have been on the front line, kind of like understanding yeah. these things, have an opinion, and they say it on TV every single week, and it gets ignored. So that game against Burnley would have been a lot different had VAR a not been present because it absolves the referee of immediate responsibility because he can just say to players, "Oh, well, VAR are looking at it in the background." Okay, so but, basically, but, and also what, the strange. So what's rules- the role of you? But the strange rules around advising the referee, like people have just taken that for granted when they're like, um, oh, well, but but he got told this, he got told that. No, it should be an advisory role. It should be someone saying, listen, even though you're sure, why don't you pop over and have a look? It'd take you 30 seconds. Yeah. You know what's interesting, actually, is, um, you know, the the wrong shaped ball rugby, (laughs) which I allude to uh, a ludicrous amount for a football um, podcast. Mm. Has not had its um, it has not had you know an illustrious history with with referees. Um, there have been like famous incidents where referees have got it wrong. But on the whole, what they do is they build refereeing through the consensus of the professionals in the game towards the spirit of the game. Yeah. And so the spirit of the game is we want fast flowing rugby. We want we want to see a game that's entertaining that we want to watch that also prioritizes player welfare. 
So fast flowing player welfare. Yeah. And so you see the referees apply that and you see them ignore certain things at various times and rigorously apply other things. Because actually what you've got underneath that is you've got a spirit of the game that is being enforced through the interpretation of the rules. What we've completely lost in football is that ability to let the spirit of the game flow. Mm. And so what you have there is you've got a referee in the game um, we had, we've just had against Burnley who is absolved of all immediate responsibility because they say VAR is doing it. VAR are just in this strange vacuum who are applying certain things really harshly in one way and not harshly in the other or just not checking other things. That It allows teams like Burnley to play such an, a retrograde style of football against teams that are desperate to actually play an entertaining brand of football that you would say is sits in the spirit of what most people want football to look like. And it's like, and Burnley fans will say, well, we don't have to have it like that. We want to play it this way. That's only because you've got no money and you're just living the dream at the moment of being in the premiership when you shouldn't. They're living in a false reality. Mm. And so what really needs to happen is someone needs to take the ball by the horns and actually say, well, even if it's just for our league, because the premiership is big enough. Say the premiership, you know what, we're going to do things differently in the premiership. We're going to apply our rules through the spirit of the game that we want to see and what's the spirit of the game okay well it could be something like fair play and speed and um technical prowess okay well let's do something absolutely insane like banning heading so that actually we're we're gonna do that way we're gonna give the advantage and we're going to play the advantage for at least 10 seconds up to 15 seconds and still reserve the right to bring it back to see if that that move um, is 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 worthwhile because a lot of teams at these moments just don't trust the referees to give advantage and when they give advantage there's no advantage and the referee's like oh well you kept on playing so there you go like things like that that are in the spirit and then articulate that clearly what we've got is absolutely terrible communication of how the rules are being applied and where mm. we've got a completely invisible body who are so protected from managers, players and fans that we're just screaming at the wailing wall. And then on top of that, we've got this lack of identity as what's the spirit of the game that we want to see? Because that should be the first conversation. And the game like Burnley epitomised that because you can bet your bottom dollar there will always be a team that will exploit it. Mm. And, and actually, there'll be other teams that complain. And it just sounds like teams being bitter. It's like Liverpool didn't win by four because Burnley played bad football. We didn't win that game because Burnley played bad football. But actually, it's not that. It's not your tongue-in-cheek. It's just an absolute full-on, this isn't right. And actually, if we carry on down this road, people aren't going to be buying their subscriptions to watch the Premiership around the world. Do you, because do you, that happened to the football in Italy. People yeah. stopped watching football in Italy you, and the Serie A imploded. Even though you're making, obviously, quite a big deal about it. Sorry, that was a... Um, no, no, no. I, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Um... Do 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 you think it is dying out though? Because with the advent of teams like Brentford, they could have chosen um, to go down that path of ruining games and being anti-football. But they've done the opposite. They've tried to play good football on on a bargain basement. Kind yeah, of. yeah. But but this is this is but this is this is more uh, uh, the sort. There of, used to be a lot of Burnleys, didn't it? There? It's consensus though. This is this, yeah, and there will be. Because I just look at the championship, for example, and there were mm. some years where the quality of the championship and the quality of the football play. But Aston Villa, was, you know, Aston was, Villa, Leeds United, Brentford, yeah. West Brom to some extent, um, all tried to play. Uh, Watford yeah. tried to play free flowing football. They, they don't sit um, back, they don't park the bus, yeah. and the rest of it. You know, so in fact, some of the other kind of more like richer teams might be um, actually wearing that hat of 
yeah. being destroying destroying football games in order to yeah. get re- get results and stuff. So, is it dying it, out or is it is is it just Burnley that's left? I don't think it is necessarily just Burnley that are mm. left because actually it might be a, we'll see peaks and troughs until somebody says this is the football that we want to epitomise. So, what do we love about football? We don't love Ben Me having mm. a wrestling match with Patrick Bamford. We love no. Rafinha sitting Charlie Taylor down on his backside. <laughs> we, we do love a strong tackle. We yeah. do love those things, but we love it in the context of players epitomising a skill level that we can never attain as the credulous fools that watch on. But listen, listen, you're, you're, there's something here about free will, if we're going to talk about philosophy, and as much as... If, if I was a Burnley fan, I'd be delighted. I'd be absolutely over the moon that we're getting points where we don't deserve it. We're kicking player teams off of the pitch and they, they should be beating us hands down, but they're not. They would have spent 10 times the amount of their team than, than we have. And so, so what's the problem? Isn't it just a fair game? No, it's not. Because it's up to the referee to, 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 to bring it up to whole, you know, to, is to it? make it make it. Or is count. it up to the guy on VAR? Or is it up to the well, rules? Or is it up to um, the meeting afterwards that none of us see? Like, Stop it, talking. It? Stop talking. Stop the clocks. Fabrizio Romano, Daniel James to Leeds from oh, Manchester Fabrizio, United. Oh, Fabrizio, um, our man on the inside. <laughs> He's yeah, done he quite well for himself, hasn't he, since we gave him his platform. <laughs> he, seems to, he seems to have quite a few players' numbers, doesn't he? Done deal. Done deal now, confirmed, and here we go. You, the agreement you and I are going to out about this. The agreement has been completed for £28 million with add-ons. <laughs> £28 million euros. Euros with add-ons. Personal terms agreed. Medical tomorrow morning. Official announcement soon. And then there's a picture coming with Daniel James. He looks like he's just lost a five hundred pound a penny, and someone stuck their thumb up his ass. And I have just seen. Um, I've also just seen a. Uh, um, I've also just seen a, a video of him. Where it looks like you know when people are making those strange videos just outside of Ellen Road, when you can see people moving around in the building. Oh yeah, quite, yeah, quite clearly looks like him taking his jacket off and sitting down yeah. and, and all that. And to be honest with you, I thought someone just <laughs> had taken a scene off of the um, off the home. documentary. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that going around. So, well, how often do you euros. change coats? He's probably still got the same coat. Cause I, I'm, I mean, I've, I've, I've had the same coat for about. Eight yeah, years. I. It's think, not a big change, is it? No, yeah. I think that he, um, he might have a couple of coats. I think with his with his wage packet, I think two. he might have two two coats. Yeah. I tell you what, big time at Man U because yeah. you only need a big coat. For winter, yeah, don't need a little coat for summer. That's I've got a feeling. Sense. I reckon you're one of those people that wears a big coat for a bit of summer until you profusely sweat, and then you go yeah. no coat time. I reckon you've got one coat, and it's then you've got the one other really old coat. People, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's when the stench repulses people. Yeah, Twenty-eight million euros. That's twenty-five million quid, whatever. Yeah, add-ons. I don't know what the add-on could be. Um, is that is that is that one transfer to Leeds United? Twenty five million pounds contraceptive supplied. I don't know what I don't know what add ons you can have from that. I, I can't I can't believe I can't believe I can't believe a guy a to come and walk his dog. I can't believe that if he scores twenty goals, we're going to give him another couple of million quid. That'd be sad. Absolutely, I was about to say sadness. I do mean sadness, but also madness. What are you making twenty five oh. million quid? We we're going to what we were going to get him for before from Swansea? Was it 10, 10, 15, 10? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen. Um, as I as I said, I let's to you, not let's not moan. Let's not moan. No, no, let's I'm not. not it'd, be, it'd be easy I, to moan. This this doesn't um this doesn't um make our transfer window suddenly amazing. No. But it stops it from being seriously concerning. 
Um, you know, I, I, I think I think he's a really quality purchase. I think we will sell him again for more. So where Man United have lost money on him, we will through Bielsa through our system we will get money for him. And I, I think he is. I think he is a, a really quality player. Is he where, the where person that we need? Lost money on him. How do you mean? I think so. No, they bought him for fifteen million quid. That is absolutely terrible. They bought him for fifteen million. Let me tell you this: he is not um, developed by ten he is million. One at Man of United. four players from Man- at Manchester United where they have sold him for a profit in the past decade. Ah, oh, we've been done, mate. We've been mugged. We are, <laughs> there's a little bit of that. I but just hope this isn't a Mikel Silvest to Arsenal. It's it's, it's people behind, what it is. It's people behind closed doors. Yeah, you know that you know you know how the world of, of this works. There's probably 15 yeah. people that are in charge yeah. of all the players. They've got a WhatsApp group, haven't and, they? And they literally yeah. said um, Leeds leader got a few quid, and the and and then, and then the windows close in in you know a couple of days. Um, Dan James is probably the same amount as we paid for him. Put him out for twenty. See if anybody bites. I think Everton bit a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've bitten. I reckon there's another couple of clubs, possibly even a Championship club, that said, yeah, it, you know, it might help them in their running um, for the rest of the season to to try yep. and get promoted. And then as soon as Leeds United have come along because it's scum, um, they've gone. We want twenty five million, and we've gone. Can I, oh, well, you know, can and I give it, you? Bielsa, two, Bielsa has got a real, a real. Yeah, you know, you know, he's got fit, Yeah, can I? I don't can know I give what you it is. three? Can I give you three positives that we've got to take out of this? Sure. Positive one is that He's Dan James, he wants to come to Leeds. Like he does want to come to Leeds. Like, like that's 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 clear. I think. Number two, the the fact that there are other clubs like Everton that are going for him, like Crystal Palace, aren't being mentioned. Um, Norwich aren't being mentioned. Like on the whole, yeah. like the serious bids are from serious clubs, and yeah. we are at the table. And I think that's really impressive. Yeah. Number three, although it's not necessarily the position that we need to strengthen in, um, it's actually still a position, though we've got a number of players, technically, we still don't have any real strength in depth. And so it makes the first time that in a position, finally, we actually have a little bit of strength in depth where the person on the bench isn't necessarily demonstrably weaker than mm the person who's already on the pitch to the point where it's like, oh, we're losing this game. We need to bring someone on who's going to improve us. Mm. Obviously, apart from Jamie Shackleton, who's, who's, who's superhuman. But we need to bring someone who's, who's going to improve us. So let's bring on a player who's 20% less effective. Like, we actually now have, in the wide areas, three players, conceivably, all of whom could push each other for that spot with Rafinha being yeah. at the top of that table. And so so I, I think I'm... I'm I'm content with that, actually. I'm content with the fact that the UK market is massively inflated, particularly at the end of a transfer window. Mm. We've done what we've needed to do. Um, so actually, you know what? It's not saved the transfer window for me, but I'm not as unsettled as I was going into the closure of the transfer window. Oh, okay. Um, do you, you're it, not happy, are you? Um, the thing is, like I said to you before, it, it is complicated being a Leeds fan at the minute because I think that... <laughs> You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. It's um, yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think Bielsa will take him from being a, an, an okay player with moments of really great play to being a consistently good player. I think he'll drop half a stone. I think he'll become a second faster in his hundred meters. I think yeah. he'll be more disciplined. I think he will look a little bit less like a headless chicken, and hopefully yeah. he's finishing. He'll pop up with a couple of goals, and and he'll, you know, that's not what he's there for, but. I just don't know, you know, I've seen on Twitter, there's all these people popping out, 
this is what the lead formation will be and who there's going to be replacing the rest of it. It still is that sense of people are saying that Rodrigo's going to... I don't know where Rodrigo's going to get a game, but Rafinha's going to be in the middle, sitting behind Bamford. I don't well, we're know where he fits. Yeah, we're not going to see that for a good few weeks anyway. But, um, but yeah, no, we'll, I, don't, I don't know where he fits. I don't know where he fits. Mm. You know, if I'm well, being no, honest. We'll, we'll, we'll see. It's we'll good to it. have depth. It's good to have depth. I'm not saying we shouldn't have depth. What I'm yeah. saying is you can only have depth if you've it, got an actual 11 that you want it to wasn't, play. It wasn't the priority, was it? It wasn't yeah. the priority of what we needed. Um, but, um, yeah. i tell you what is interesting, though. Um, I'm going to reserve judgment for now because it's very easy to open your mouth and in a couple of weeks' time we'll get lots of tweets, you know, saying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. tossers, you know, or, you know, you don't know, you ask me, I'll go and the rest of it. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to... What, what, what is quite nice is that um, we've got a, couple of, uh, got a couple of messages from fans. Um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So um, we put it out there. Um, you know how we're doing um, post Burnley, yeah. blah blah. blah. So we're, you know the the rumours about um, about Dan James have been knocking around for a few days now. Um, and we've yeah. got here um, we've got Barry from Beeston, um, yeah. and he he's he's left us a message. Let's just pop that on. Um, is this the message from um, from before Dan James was uh, was yeah. signed? Is this, was yeah, this yeah, his initial yeah, thoughts? Yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'd be interested to see what Barry says. Yeah, yeah. Please leave your message after the tone. All of Bazare just down um, working men's club. They've uh, COVID stopped the uh, the midget wrestling, you know, um, but it's back on again, which is great. Uh, five pound entry, you know, and you get your first pint half price and uh, karaoke afterwards, which is great. You just have to wipe down Mike as you go. Um, but anyway, I'm just calling you from the toilets of uh, of, of the working men's. But uh, been hearing about this Dan James figure sort of coming in and. Uh, you know, at first I was getting quite cross because, you know, those sheep botherers, they really did one over us, um, and they went to scum. Um, but actually, you know, I, I actually think he'd be an absolute quality signing because, you know, he could play at any position across the pitch. You know, I'd have him at centre-back in front of Cooper, you know. He, you know, he's he's absolutely quality. Um, I'd take him. I'm just personally glad to see Radziani put his hand in his pocket because I was, I was just saying to our Sandra, you know, that, that Rads was a wolf in sheep's clothing, mate. I was saying he's a wolf in sheep's clothing because he's not putting his hand in his pocket, mate, is what I was saying to her. And she said, stop calling me mate. You're married to me. You have been for the last 30 years. I said, no, it's Dan James coming in. He's quality because he's amphibious. He's amphibious. Sandra, I told you, didn't he? He's amphibious, didn't I, Sandra? I said, he's amphibious. No, he is amphibious, Sandra. What are you talking about? He can use both his feet. Ambidextrous. Yeah, no, he is. He's completely amphibious. And that's going to really help us. It's going to put ambidextrous. I said it, Sandra. I'll put you in the ring if you're not careful, though. Anyway, they're coming back on again. I'm a little bit gutted, actually, to be honest, because they're not really midgets. They're about, they're just short people, mate. I feel like it's a fiver wasted. Like, the biggest one's five foot four. He's taller than my, nine, my nine-year-old daughter, mate. What am I paying my money for? Anyway, Dan James, his leads, he loves it. Radziani, I'll give you another year, mate. You've done some all right stuff, but like, just just want you to know, Baza from Beeston, love, i got my eye on you, mate, yeah? I've got my eye on you, pal. All right, anyway, Stu, sorry, absolutely hate the podcast. Hate what you're doing. You are absolutely so far up your own asses. Anyway, ta-da! Oh, there we go. Um. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Baza. Thanks. Well, I think know, I'm he, related he a, to him. He made he made a few good points there. It's interesting because um, as the news came in uh, about um, Dan James signing for for yeah. the priceless sum of 25 million, we had He's Harry from Holbeck. 
we had Harry, Harry from, from Holbeck. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. we had Harry from Holbeck on the line, and he um, he left us this this message here. Thanks very much. Please leave your message after the tone. You alright, lads? It's Harry from Holbeck here. You know, I just wanted to leave a message. Um, I'm just uh, just been. I'm just walking down the street just to get some ciggies from off license. You know, but uh, just heard that Dan James is coming in, and I've got to tell you, I'm absolutely fuming, lads. Absolutely fuming. We don't need another winger. I've been saying this for the start. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I just tripped over the street. I've been, <laughs> I've been saying this. Sorry, no. I just, I just saw someone fall down a grate. Anyway, I just, I've been saying we don't need another winger. This is typical, isn't it? You know, I was saying to to my wife Janine the other day. I was like, at least with Chilino, you knew where you stood, didn't you? He was with Chilino. He was a man of the people. This Radziani, he don't know what he's doing. I think it's absolute disgrace. We're on our way down. Dan James could go back to Wales as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, have a good one, lads. I'm just outside the shop at the moment. Give me the eyeball, because last time I walked out without paying for my mints. Anyway, ta-da! Oh, by the way, P.S. Absolutely hate the podcast. I don't know why I listen. The only reason I do is because it's Leeds. But I'm not even sure if you two are from Leeds. Absolute disgrace. You anger me so much, I've got to walk out of the house before I do something I regret. Anyway, see you in a bit. Well, thank you, Harry. That's um, I, I love to get people involved. I think I think it's arguably great. Um, some of our some of our most constructive feedback that we've received. Yeah, yeah, that's great. What is interesting is that we've just just. <laughs> You just had one, f- <laughs> one final message left to us um, from um, it's, uh, it's it's Pat from Pudsey. And, oh, Pat um, from Pudsey. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been anyway, waiting for, for what Pat's, yeah, Pat's got um, to say. I bumped into him down, uh, the other day actually, and he was um, he was grifting. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, Pat from Pudsey, this is this is a final thing. again. This is this is our reach out to the community. We want to hear from you. Um, and this is this is this. To be honest with you, I um, I cut a little bit of this because um, it was so um, it was a little bit extreme. So I, yeah. I've cut a little bit. Of this. So this is a, this is Pat from Pudsey. Please leave your message after the tone. Oh, that's uh, Pat from Pudsey. Here. Uh, I gotta say, long time listener, long time hater. Honestly, just hearing your two voices makes me want to just. Uh, I'm inside anyway, so. <laughs> I'm inside, um, I'm in clink at the moment anyway, because uh, <clears throat> just a little bit of light fraud, you know, as it goes. But uh, I've got to say, the only reason I'm, I'm not coming out, I'm battering both your heads is because you're leads as well, so you've got to keep it within your family. Anyway, so I just do it to other people, I'm not sure if they're leads or not, but as it goes, I'm... <coughs> anyway, the old Dan James thing. I think it's top-notch, you know. It's going to take us into the top four. And Rafinha on one wing. I tell you what, if he was inside here, put a bit of makeup on him, and he'd have a rough ride in the showers, that boy. I tell you what, I'll be at the front of the queue. Anyway, uh, I haven't got much more to say, because actually I'm not supposed to have phone in here anyway. I can see guards peeking outside. I'm going to have... Hey, what's that, lads? Come in and take it off me, then. I'll have you, boys. I'll have you, boys. But... Thank you very much, Pat. It's it's great to hear. It's such a such a diverse listenership we have here. Um, talk about diverse say, listenership. I am um, probably not our best work. <laughs> well, if people want to get involved, listen. Um, I would like to say that you know that we have listeners all around the world. 
Oh, do we? Now, I'm not sure that anybody in West Palm Beach, California, would be familiar with Pat from Pudsey. Um, but we no. do have a couple of listeners there. So if you're listening from West Palm Beach, then uh, well, hi, how, how are you? Um, I hope you're doing well. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and if you, as the sun sets across the ocean yeah. and you are there with your white-toothed wife and um, white-teethed children, um, we're just saying hi from, from across the pond. I mean, you're probably an expat. You probably... You probably are Pat from Pudsey, to be honest. Just made it, made it in. Done well, done well with stocks and shares. Selling tires. So, no, 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 no. Selling tires or something in America. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was that was lovely. That was lovely. Um, Where do we go? Where do we go for the next next three games, mate? What what do we need to happen? Do we think the break is good or bad? Now, one of the things I said to somebody who was another football fan who were, were in mild disbelief about the quality of the team that was put out against Crew. Yeah. Well, so I said, unlike any other Premier League team, I think we just need to keep playing and keep yeah. playing, keep playing. Because he was a little bit like, what, what are you up to? You've got to reserve yeah. your, your, your players and keep them in shape and the rest of it. And I was like, we don't really work like that. We need to gel no. and get those pieces coming together. And so is the break good for us or bad for us? I think the break is good for us because I think it gives us a little bit, obviously not for those like, you know, congratulations to, to Bamford for getting in the England squad. Like, that's brilliant. I'm, I'm really mm. glad for him. But it, it gives... I'm worried though. It gives a few more... Oh, no, I won't be worried. Like, I'm worried. He'll start for England. He's he's a confidence player. I think Patrick just needs to play. And, and I think he's he's developed as a player under Bielsa, but, but also under Leeds. Like, I think he's 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 hardened. He's like, in terms of his, his sort of his mental side of things, but also mm. his physicality. I, I, I think I think he'll bring that to England. I, I, <clears> so I'm pleased with that. I think the break has come at a good time. I think we just need a little bit more running in the legs. We need a little bit more of Bielsa thrashing on the training pitch to actually say, right, raise the intensity. Because I genuinely think the thing that's held us back has been we've been playing our game, but without the intensity mm. required for it to turn draws into wins or losses into slightly more respectable losses. But, let, OK, right, we're talking about the fixtures coming up. We're going to enter mm. the question zone. How are babies What's more important, politics or family? If there is a god, where the hell is he? How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Is Keir Starmer really the Antichrist? When will Wayne Rooney grow into his ears? What the hell is football anyway? Question zone. So tell me, Liverpool, what's going to be the score? Are we going to get better? Is Dan gonna James play, going to play? Uh, Dan James won't play. We mm. will get better. We will lose. We will lose. Are you yeah. happy four games into a season w- with one point? Uh, well, with two, two points. points. Yeah. Um, but I, I, what I will be Stop. is... Would you be happy four games into the season with two points? I will be if we turn that into five points in the next game. The Liverpool game is a hit out for free. Um, I think the next game after that, Newcastle, I believe, is absolutely vital. That's the point where we need to turbocharge our season and begin stringing together win after win rather than win, draw, loss, win, draw, loss. Now, okay, that's interesting to say that. So... So this the season is going again. It's taken a bit another bit of a turn because we've pulled Fulham out of the hat for the um, for the cup. Um, so we've got Liverpool next. Then it's Fulham, I believe. Mm. Yeah. Then it's Watford. Then it's Newcastle. Are you telling me that after the Watford and Newcastle game, you're expecting six points out of that? Yeah, absolutely. 
we 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 I think we absolutely need six points because it's not necessarily like they're not like six point games in terms of that cliche that you say about them in terms of like we're going to be scrubbing around with in no, relegation no, no. with them. If we win those two games, what we do is we elevate ourselves into that pack that is is above that lot, which is top half, bottom half, question mark. Mm. That's where I think we need to be. That's where we need to exist. That's okay. where last season we did particularly well. But this season, it, it's been a bit of a slower start. But I, I, I think that's what we need to do. So those are the games for me. I, I, I do say it, it, is, it might be hyperbolic, but they, for me, are must win. Um, because I think the teams around us at the moment are going to keep losing. And, and and when you're losing and losing and losing and losing, that's why I think actually the draws have been quite important. Because when you're losing, it feels like where are you going to buy a point? Where are you going to buy a goal? You just it just it feels hopeless. Whereas, you know, we've had a decent draw against Everton, where it could have gone either way. And Everton are a, a, a pretty good outfit. And Burnley were anti football, and we could have very easily lost that game, but we didn't. We drew yeah. it. And what I think worries that's me vital. a little bit. What worries me a little bit is if you look below us in the table, you've got Burnley, Newcastle, Wolves, Norwich, and Arsenal. I don't see Arsenal, as much as I'm really enjoying swimming in their failure, they will pull their finger out at one point and start to climb the table. They'll finish 11th this season or something like that. Wolves, I think, are a decent outfit as well. And I think they'll at least be up to 12th or 13th this season, maybe a a little bit higher, depends on who's above them. I'm going to tell you something now. I think Arsenal... So so I'm going to throw throw some clubs at you, okay? Mm. Um... That that we should be finishing above, okay? Like, because the the main thing with this is like, um, like our our so Arsenal, I think with their start to the season, with the way they're being managed at the moment, we should finish above them. I think we've actually now got better players in our squad than Arsenal do, remarkably, considering the amount of money they've they've spent. Norwich, we should finish above. Wolves, yes. we should finish above. Newcastle, we should finish above. Burnley, we should finish above. Palace. Crystal Palace and uh, Crystal Palace and Southampton. For me, there's a question mark to see how they develop, but I, I really feel we should finish above. Watford, I think we should finish above. Brentford, I think we should finish above. So we're already talking then about sort of in and around the eleventh, tenth, ninth place. Mm. Brighton. I think we should finish above, mainly because they're a bunch of bird bothering um, fakers. But anyway, but like I just think like that that's where we need to be, and that for me gives me a sense of peace in some ways. That although we have had demonstrably a poor start to the season, we have we've had a poor okay. start to the let, season. Let me ask you this: this thing. this makes me feel confident that actually we are getting more points than these clubs. Let me ask and you at this. least more points than three of them. I'm not saying this to be alarmist. I'm just saying it as a point of reference to to refer back to in in the future. At what point would you have a genuine concern about how we're doing? If the next international window comes and we are either in the relegation zone or a win, only a single win away from it, then I am genuinely alarmed. Okay. Now, the thing about where we're at as a club at the minute is our answer will never be the answer that all the other clubs have. Yeah, That's one of the things I think that's triggered so many fans this time around is that we don't even table the idea of changing anybody that's in, in charge of the club. We table, no. we need some player changes. Yeah. And not, not, not binning people, but like depth. Yeah. And that's what's interesting is if you go and speak to Arsenal, they'll say, we want the board out, we want the manager out, blah, blah, the rest of it. And yeah. of course they complain about their players, but the players seem to come last in that firing yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah, where, whereas where for us, we're just saying yeah. we just need someone 
in midfield that's going to create something. I mean, we don't want we don't want Rodrigo to come off and be replaced by Tyler Roberts because what you're doing is you've got a striker playing in the ten being replaced by a striker playing in the ten less effectively than mm-hmm. the one who was playing there not that effectively. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Exactly that. It's that depth. But it's depth beyond not just a person to replicate what the other one was doing, but to bring something new and something quite impactful to a situation. And so, like, you know, dare I say it, a Pablo Hernandez style figure that's like, we've not been able to unlock it using our system that we've set up thinking we're going to do this. What we need is our substitutes to be the ones that turn losses in zero points into one point, and we need them the substitutes to turn one points into three points. And I cannot say that we have that at the moment outside of our wingers. Do you think again? And feel free just to shut this down immediately. Do you think that getting rid of Pablo m- might have been a bit hasty? No, I've, I've shut, shut, shut that down immediately. I shut it down immediately. You don't think he could do a job for us even for half an hour at the end of a match? Regardless of whether he can, I, I think we need it's to. It's academic forward. now, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's academic. I, I was glad to see that he scored, uh, yep. Castellon, you know. Um, but, but yeah, no, no. I think we need to be looking forward. I just don't think, like you know, for that in that exact position, for example, I just don't think. And and those that are saying Rodrigo can go into that position as well, yeah, great. Yeah, maybe he can, but he's still not that style player. We're still doing that thing where we're no, sort no. of putting people. in I do where they feel like be. Rodrigo has been getting a lot of stick for something that. If I'm being oh. honest, I, I I don't think it's oh. fair. Of course, he hasn't given no. himself in glory, but neither would I if you you know if no, I was put in absolutely. an uncomfortable situation. And the rest of it. So yeah, listen, no, no, I th- yeah. Dan James is coming. Okay. Yeah. Do you think, and this is where we're going to finish up? Do you think that there is a danger that anybody else will slip in through the back door, um, kind of Rafinha esque at like five to midnight, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? I know there was some chatter around Christmas time around um, Ricky Puig. Um, the Barcelona mm-hmm. playmaker. He is exactly the player that we need, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think Barcelona. I think Barcelona have, have somehow managed to balance their books enough that they don't have to have a fire sale for Ricky. Um, I, I think if anyone else does come in, they'll be straight into the under twenty threes. I think Dan James is our Rafinha last minute signing. It was just mm-hmm. a little less last minute. Um, I'd be delighted if someone else comes in um, because yeah. at the moment, transfer window for me at the moment is at the absolute most optimistic very best mediocre mm-hmm. but in reality I think the transfer window has seen us stagnate in relation to the clubs around us and the final question is do you think that Bielsa has not seen players that he wants or do you think that the club have said listen you can have that person and that person or that person and kind of offered him a menu and he said yeah. I want Dan James Yeah, and, I and think, then they've thrown all probably... their eggs at that I think there's been an element of the opportunistic about Dan James, you know, mm-hmm. with Ronaldo coming. I think a lot of us didn't necessarily see that immediately. It looked mm-hmm. like it was uh, initially. It looked like Juventus were going to keep him, and there was going to be nobody else that got him. And then in Man City and all of that nonsense, I half half thought that he'd go to PSG as well, but because um, they seem to take everyone. Um, but but I, I I just think I think there's an element of op- the opportunistic about it. What's really interesting is the Noah Lang um, mm-hmm. transfer was kiboshed by Bielsa being lukewarm about him. I think Orta knows Bielsa quite well in that unless Bielsa is, you know, really excited about that player coming to the club, yeah. Bielsa just won't play him, regardless yeah, of his, yeah. his his of how good he is. The only person that's actually managed to change Bielsa's mind so far has been um Matthias Click. 
where he had to train with the other squad, he managed to get under Bielsa's skin and actually become a really important player in our promotion season. And so, but that's one player. Yeah. And so, if Bielsa was slightly like lukewarm about it, so it shows that Bielsa really, really wants Dan James, still mm. wants Dan James. There's a nice cyclical feel about it. Um, I'm glad for Daniel James because I genuinely think he'll get an awful lot more minutes at Leeds. And I just hope that he's not assaulted by certain fans who seem to think it was down to him that he ended up going to the scum. Um, But once they pull their their heads out of their own backsides, they'll realise that actually, you know, they're they're talking into their own orifices. But those guys are going to be angry about no matter whatever happens. And on that bombshell of horrific obscenity, we're going to leave it there. (laughs) Well, I, guess um, the, I guess the only thing this is the thing like, so we, always, we always sign off by doing the, our little tagline together last week Ali's there for I am see you everyone podcast.